Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Sand Talk, the beach soccer podcast. With thanks to Beach Soccer Worldwide's partners, Puma, Iconic, Real Fever, United Nations Alliance for Civilizations, and Genius. Thank you all for believing in the sport. Welcome to Sand Talk. It is a special edition with me, Mark Pendergast. And today we'll be speaking to a man who is a veteran of the US soccer scene. He plays indoor soccer and, of course, beach soccer as well. He's been part of the national team set up for a number of years now. It is Chris Toe. And in this podcast, you'll find out about the support staff, the amazing support that the American team get, and what he considers to be the most important element of that. He'll talk about the changes in beach soccer over the years, what it's like going from two or three staff to 18 on a tournament. And his thoughts on the more inventive tactics that we've seen recently in beach soccer, and particularly talking about Saudi Arabia and their coach Guga using their goalkeeper as a wide player. Yes, you did hear that right, a wide player. But first of all, I started off by asking him what it was like to have such an intense camp where you play two tournaments and are together for over two weeks. Has that been one of the most intense camps ever? Yeah, it definitely has been. It started off with the uh, Anoc World Beach game qualifying. Um, our goal was to first qualify and second win it, and we achieved both goals, which was great. Um, and we're looking forward to going to Bali. Uh, and this one in uh, Acapulco is just kind of a bonus for us. You know, it's great preparation before our World Cup qualifying, which begins, uh, I believe, May 7th in the Bahamas. So, you know, as many games as we can get uh, before that happens is great. Seems to be a different setup for the States now. I remember we just spoke before this interview about 2016 when it was a team, you know, a small squad, two or three staff with you, and now it's a, you know, I, I counted across the men's and women's team, I think 18 support staff. It's, it's like a, a completely different mindset now, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely growing. Um, the staff, you know, US Soccer's uh, given us a, a great staff. Uh, they're behind us. Uh, so that part of the the team has been great you know back in 2016 we had a coach a goalie coach uh a trainer and maybe a doctor and now we have almost a full another squad of staff you know that could go play a game 
Does that add a bit of pressure though? Because you're now being seen by the soccer federation as you've got to achieve. We're going to give you this, then you must produce. No, if no, I don't think so. I think it's. Uh... You know, I, I think that's how it it's always should be. You know, I think the program back then was small and now it's grown. And uh, I, I think we're moving in the correct direction, you know. And uh, for players, I don't think it's it's any added pressure. I think it's just, you know, them trying to help us more. They want us, they want us to go to every World Cup. They want us to qualify. You know, they want us to go to more tournaments. So I think it's great that they're putting more backing with the staff behind us. It's all about details of top-level sports. So what are the details that this support staff bring? What's the difference uh, between it's a bit more homespun uh, and just two or three people is, to, all types to this? Of things. So they're monitoring us yeah, daily. Yeah, I mean, uh, and making we sure that we're ready to play. And conditioning. Do you think that's now, made a difference uh, in your own opinion? The coach, you know, he'd run you uh, I really think that the strength coach, uh, adding him into the, uh, into the mix has been really, really good, especially um between tournaments they have like a workout uh, regimen plan that we do um and players will follow it and, and we'll stay in that uh actively um so that's one and then our our medical staff has been very good i mean I, they're probably second to none um they're working long hours making sure everybody's ready to go taped you know all the above so it's been great i was speaking to uh one of your staff uh previously and they they said it seems to be now these touch point camps that you've got. So you go to different places and they bring in more fringe players to, to play with you. How is that for you as a, a sort of an established for a number of years player? Does that keep you on your toes? Does that make you more aware that there are other people after your place? Yeah, you know, I see what they're doing with the touch point camp. Um, it, it's trying to get, you know, more players seen, um, which is great. Um, the way they do it, I'm... I'm not really big on the whole touch point. I really liked when we had one big camp um, where everybody was kind of involved uh, under the same umbrella, which is touch point camps aren't. You're more of like locally, hey, this camp's going on, you should come. And and then, you know, sometimes they can make it the full time, sometimes they can't. Um, so there's a benefit to it, but I think that it could just be a little bit better with everybody actually being involved with these camps, in my opinion. What do you think about the U.S. soccer, uh, beach soccer itself? How is that developing on a league basis and sort of domestically? Yeah, right now we still don't have a full league. Um, there's like the MBSL, which Francis and uh, Benny and Aldo, they're, they're trying to get that going. It's more of like tournament play. Um, and then we have the two major tournaments, which take place in Oceanside and Virginia Beach, which are great tournaments. Um, it's just been very difficult to get a league going you know, and established in the U.S., which I think is our biggest problem right now, um, even for the national team, is just having consistent play. When you look in Europe, they're playing almost year-round. Um, and a lot of these players uh, on the U.S. national team, after summer concludes, they don't play beach anymore. You know, the, it gets cold, nobody's doing it, people are playing indoor, people are working. Um, so that's why you see a lot of them trying to go to Euro winners and, and try to play in Europe, but you know, there's only so many foreigners that you can take. And so it becomes difficult um, for an American player to play year-round or at least summer-round beach. Um, so I think if somehow we can make a league, you know, a more consistent league in the U.S., it would be beneficial for the national team. Do you think it's something, if it did develop, it could be where European players go over to America to play? Absolutely. I mean, you can see that in the grass game. You see a lot of European players that want to come to the U.S. and play in the MLS because they want to be in the U.S. Um, and I think beach players are the same. I have a lot of Brazilian friends that 
you know, want to come, come to my house and stay with me just to, just to be in the U.S., you know. Um, so for sure, I think a lot of them would want to come. Because it is when you watch some of these club tournaments, particularly in Europe or uh, the, the Mundialito clubs, things like that, the quality of beach soccer is outstanding. And you get the different teams that have obviously got some money and can bring in uh, the biggest name players. But that is where you do see consistently high, high standards from the start of the day to the end of the day. That can only be beneficial for the players, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in Europe, that's that's the top, right? Russia, all the way across to Spain, Portugal, It's that's where the best players are uh, in those leagues. Um, but if there was some way that we could do it, I don't know if it's at the same time or a different time, but if they could come over across and we could do something in the US, I think they would love to. You play indoor soccer for five months of the year. Now, people have probably sort of scratching their heads saying, well, how does it transfer from indoor soccer to beach soccer? Because obviously you're playing on a hard surface to the sand, but I think it's more tactical, isn't it, in the movement of the players that transfers well? Yeah, indoor soccer, um, you know, like you said, it's on a flat surface. It's Beach soccer is five on five, you know, with the goalie. Uh, indoor is six on six with the goalie. So one extra player uh, with the boards surrounding you. So it, you almost have an extra player with the boards. Um, Tactically, it's a lot of the same type of movements. Um, it's also very close to futsal as well. Um, but it translates well for, for guys like uh, me and also Nick Pereira, who plays in the indoor league, uh, just because the tactical, the tactical aspect of the game and the small-sided. Um, but knowing how to break pressure, how to adjust in certain moments. Indoor is super, super tactical. There's a lot of stoppages within the game. Um, where you have to work through certain issues and it, it really translates well into beach because well one you don't get a lot of stoppages in beach and if there is you can't really communicate so it's really important to understand what's happening on the field and, and being able to break down that process just kind of right there um, and indoor really really helps with that so when you see some sort of uh, tactical defensive formation that a team does, you go, okay, they're, they're defending like this in a diamond or a box. Okay, well, this is how you do that. And in indoor, we do it all the time. We have something that's called a power play. Similar in beach, when a player gets a red card, you play one man down for two minutes. In indoor, it's a blue card, just like hockey. You play two minutes without a man, and so you see those same types of formations uh, that you would on beach. It would be a 5v four instead of a 4v3 but uh same type of uh breakdown on on the offense and on the defense tactical thing i saw yesterday was saudi arabia uh, google's their coach who's much storied and you know, when it comes to beach soccer he's coached virtually everybody and coached a lot of coaches as well but he was playing three up front but he had the goalkeeper and the defender playing parallel to each other way off the line that's something i've not seen before what about you El Salvador do it quite a bit. Um, maybe not as much as what they do. I haven't seen yet. But uh, that's actually a tactic that we use in indoor quite a bit where a goalkeeper will stand way off to one side and a defender off to the other and you overload on the offense, um, which you're stretching one player to potentially do you know, some sprints back and forth. Um, but, yeah, in my opinion, I think it's not a bad idea depending on how technical your keeper is. You know, I think in, if you're going to put him in that type of situation, he's got to be pretty technical. But... Uh, We'll see how it goes tonight. Well, it suit you, surely, wouldn't it? Yeah, I love that. In indoor, we're only now allowed to get the ball one time per possession. So in beach right now, I'm able to get it all the time. I'm loving it. What about your own form? You were fantastic in El Salvador. I just thought you stood head and shoulders above the other keepers there. And I think maybe you slightly get overlooked when it comes to the world scene because you're not playing as much in Europe. 
Yeah, you know, um, I still I've been playing beach soccer for 12 years. I haven't even hit 100 caps yet. You know, I'm close, but I haven't hit 100. And I see a lot of these other players within the world that they've played three, four years, and they're already at 150 caps. You know, it, it's hard for us to match that amount of games. You know, they play maybe 40 matches, maybe 50, 60 matches. I don't, I'm not really sure with, between their national team and club team in one summer. Where for me, maybe we get nine caps national team in a summer if we're lucky and a couple tournaments, you know. So it's difficult um, in that aspect. But for me, I, I play year-round with indoor being involved too and then training on the beach or playing official matches beach. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that I'm one of the top goalkeepers in the world um, and not playing as much maybe hurts that credibility. But I think it maybe ups it just because I don't play as much and I'm already at that, at that high level. Do you think this year, going to the Anak World Beach Games, obviously you're hopeful of going to the World Cup once again, do you think this could be the year where people will notice you and maybe in Dubai you'll be on stage at the awards at the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm going to work really hard this summer. It's a big one, you know, being a World Cup year. Um, and we'll see at the end of the year. You know, I, I play these games, you know, to win. That's the first and foremost. You know, the U.S. hasn't uh, advanced out of the group stage ever in the World Cup. And that's my first goal. And anything that happens after that, if I'm on stage in Dubai or whatever, that's just for me a bonus. You know, I just want to win games and and put U.S. a bit more on the map, being a little bit more solidified in, in beach soccer. Well, cheers for speaking to us. Wish you luck for this, which is going to be a huge season for you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Chris Toe, can we call him a United States veteran? I think it just did. Speaking there on Santor, the Beach Soccer Podcast. And don't forget, for all your info, Beach Soccer, just search Beach Soccer on all your socials and, of course, the website, beachsoccer.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.